He knows our heart. He, he knows the person. We want to be strong. Uh, the uh, scripture that I'm using, I'm going to be talking a little about being kind, about kindness, and we want to be kind people. Uh, so what, what, I'm find, what I'm finding here is the fact that uh, the, the enemy, the enemy would like to find us in a moment of weakness, and there are times when he has to come alongside of us because we're not as strong as we think we are, just like this little clip that we had. And I want us to stand before I really get into my message. I want to pray a prayer over the service itself. Can we stand for just a moment? Our Father, we're, we're coming to you here this morning because we're looking at your word. And we recognize that your spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the only one that can take your word and apply it to our heart and to our lives. And, and I'm praying, Lord, as I endeavor to speak this morning, that, that your spirit will take this message and, and you'll be able to apply it to us and you'll be able, out of these scriptures, Lord, to, for us to realize the victory that you have, you have provided for us. So Holy Spirit be with us. Help us that we will have our hearts totally open to whatever you want to speak to us. In thy great name we pray, amen and amen. As we're going through life, we try in life to avoid the conflicts that all of us have to face in life. We, we can't avoid them, so we, then we find that we're praying that God will give us the strength to deal with the conflicts of life. The, the disciples, when they really realized that Jesus was going to go back to heaven, back to the Father, they were kind of weary and they didn't want the responsibilities that came with being a follower of Christ, especially if he wasn't going to be with them here in the flesh. And Jesus had made a promise to them. He said, I'm, I'm going to send the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And where I'm not going to be able to be with you in the flesh, the Spirit of God will be with you, and the Spirit of God will, will empower you as you're going through some of the conflicts that you're going to face in life. Jesus knew their hearts, the disciples, and, and he knows your heart today. And he knows that deep inside of each and every one of us is that we want to be the person that God really has made us to be. We want to be that person. We, we look at our life sometimes and we recognize that... Um, we fall short of God's glory. We fall short of God's perfect plan for us. But our desire is that we might be what he wants us to be. And, and we recognize that in our own strength, we can do like that little cub. We can roar out there. But when it comes to dealing with the enemy and dealing with the stresses and the struggles of life, we need the power of the Spirit of God to empower us uh, 
that we can deal with those things that are not easy in life. Uh, Jesus, he never said that this way was going to be without conflict. He just said that when you face some of these things, <coughs> excuse me, you have to resist the enemy. Matter of fact, in the Word of God, it says resist the devil or resist those things that come against your spiritual life. Resist them and they will flee. Satan recognizes that we're no match for him, but he also recognizes that he's no match for God. Jesus has proven time and time again that the power of the Spirit is greater than the power of the spirits of this world. And there are two different spirits that want to possess our hearts and possess our life. We find that God wants to possess us. He wants to come in. He wants to fill us. He, he wants us to have those fruits of the Spirit. I was reminded as I was going over these scriptures and one of the fruits of the Spirit and the one that I'm to speak on here today is kindness. And I was aware of the fact as I, as I began to read the scripture and then I began to ponder over the scripture, I was reminded of the fact that I can do kind acts and not be a kind-spirited person. I can do good things and not be really a kind person within me. For we find that our nature, the very nature that we have been born with, that nature is designed to fulfill, our human nature is to fill, fulfill whatever our flesh wants. And the spirit is the one that wants to take control, and it would be the one that would give us the power at times to go against the very desires of the flesh. I, I, know, I, know, how, I know how we are. Uh, I, I believe that it takes God's spirit to help us in our own life, even at times when things go wrong and we get frustrated that we don't let anger take charge of our life. I mean, I think there are so many parts of us that, that without the spirit of God empowering us, those other spirits empower us. The person I want to be, one of the things I was reminded of as I was going over these scriptures, is that for me to be the person that God really wants me to be, that I'm not able to take any shortcuts in my spiritual journey with God. Because there are times when the Spirit of God will speak into my spirit and he will speak to me about my life and what he wants it to be and what it is. One of the things he wants for every single one of us is that we all not only have a happy life, but that we have a healthy life. He wants us to have spiritual health in our own lives. I have a picture that I wanted to put up there. I get teased so much because I like gardening. And I've got a, a picture of a, a tomato plant. And I think that if he clicks it again, there'll be another tomato plant that'll be there. 
And, and, and what we want is we want to be this plant over here, the healthy one. But in our spiritual life, our spiritual walk with God, there are times when in reality, if you, if you really take a picture of who we are on the inside, that second picture is who we are. God wants us and God has made provision for us that in our spiritual walk with God, that it can be a healthy walk with God. It's, it's, it's not by keeping the law. It's not by forcing ourselves to do good things or be kind. It's not a discipline thing. It's a change of nature and only God through the Holy Spirit can change who we are on the inside. It's not so much what we do on the outside. It really is what's going on in the inside. Think of a little story about a little boy. He was being bad in school. I've been there. <laughs> oh my, those classes when I was just a little kid, they could get so long and so boring. So I've been there. <laughs> But the little boy, he got in trouble, and um, his uh, teacher um, told him to go over in the corner, and he was to sit down. That was his punishment. And he finally said, he said, I'm, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> and I, I think sometimes that, that is the difference in us, in the fact that there are times when we are acting out, not more out of duty than acting out according to who we are. And that's why Jesus, as he was talking to the disciples, he spoke to them and he, and he, said, he said he was going to go away, but he said, you're not going to be left alone, I'm going to send the comforter. And where I was able to be with you for about three and a half years, and, and I was able to be with you in the flesh, this comforter that I'm going to send you, he's going to be with you 24 hours a day. I mean, when you get up in the morning, he'll be there. And when you go to bed at night, and when you're going through good things, and when you're going through hard things, I mean to tell you I'm sending the comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he not only will be there, but he will empower you so that you can stand against this old sinful world that we live in. You recognize that we do live in a sinful world. You recognize that Adam and Eve in the garden, they fell and, and the fellowship that they had with God was broken and and Jesus came and died on the cross to pay for their sin. And, and, and he's made provision for us, but, but that hasn't removed the fact that we live, we live, in, a, we live in a sinful world and we, we were born with a, a sinful nature. And, and, and we cannot let the, the flesh, we can't let that spirit within us rule our lives that that there is a struggle involved. 
It doesn't mean that times we won't fail and we won't fall, but the thing of it is we get up and we still hold to the values that Jesus has put before us, the, the kind of person that we really want to be and the kind of person that he wants us to be. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't ask permission, Aaron, but I'm going to use you as an illustration and I'm going to use Nick too. Uh, oh, but it's good. <laughs> It's a good one. But uh, we, we needed some work done on our patio, and we, we had Aaron and Nick come over, and they did a beautiful job. He, he as much of a layman as I am, not understanding what he was talking about, he was, he was giving me the steps that he had to go through to do our patio so that when they put the finish on there, it, it would stick. And he, all of the steps that he had to go through and I was reading on the can. He had gone through it. He was so kind and went through all of it with me. But I was reading on the can, and it, it just said, you can't skip a step. And I thought, Lord, that's the way it is in our spiritual walk, isn't it? We, we, we can't skip a step. In other words, there are things that are very important if we're to have a healthy spiritual life. And the beauty is this. He's got enough power to supply all of us whatever we need. If we allow it, if we don't flip the switch off, there'll be enough power for you to make it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and then come back again next Sunday. He has enough of that, enough of that for all of us. He, 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 the storm won't come that will shut the power off, even though there will be storms that will come. The, the, the storm won't come that will short, will, will, will cut the, the, the power off. But we can't, we can't skip a step. And then I realized, Aaron, it's your fault. Uh, I, it looks so nice what he did. I, I went to the back where we have a little patio, and, and I, I, wanted, I wanted to do some landscaping back there because we had a problem when it would rain, water would come up on the, the back patio, and, and even when you washed it off, it would settle in the mud and and, and I, I decided that I wanted the back to look nice too. And so I, I knew that I had to dig down and I had to make a way to get that water off of the patio. I had to make a way to get the water off the patio because if I didn't, no matter how well we cleaned it, that water, because of the low spot there, it would back up and it would be a mess all the time. And so I, I wanted to make a change there. And as I began to dig down, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I kept, I kept making a little area where I could put some rock, and I, I would lower that, and I, I went through all of that. But as I was doing it, I found out that there were roots that were growing, and some of them were, had been there for a long time, and some of them were new roots, and I realized that as I was trying to cut some of those roots out so I could build this thing to put rock in and dig all of that out, 
I found that it was easier to get the little new roots out than the ones that had been there for years. And then I'm talking about our spiritual life, that the things that have been there for years, we're a Christian, but these things have been there for years. It's going to take a little more effort to get those out of our life. I'm talking about prayer and concentration and, and giving it to God and all of those things. The, 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 the new roots that are trying, and not that hard to get those out, but those that have been there for a while. I'll never forget as I was working out there, I, some of those roots were really, they'd been there. And I thought, how can I, how can I get them out? I, I got to get them out. I couldn't with the shovel. I couldn't. And I thought, okay, I got a sawzall. <laughs> And, and I, I, I took the sawzall, and, I, and with that, I mean, I knew I had, I, I, I was tempted, I'll tell you what I was tempted to do, was just cover it up with rock. But, but I knew that if I didn't, and as I followed those roots, I followed them, and I seen they were trying to make their way underneath our slab in the back. It would take years, no doubt, but in time, I could see them. They were just going along the slab. They were looking for a place where they could go in. I knew those roots were a problem. And, and what I'm trying to say today, that there are things <clears throat> in your spiritual life, in your spiritual walk, that you know those things were a problem. And, 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 and they have a they have had some growth within them. They're not an easy thing to get out, but the thing of it is, I knew that if I didn't take care of it now, I would pay for it later. And in our spiritual life, it's the same thing. If there is, an, if there is something that's trying to make its way into our life or something that has been there for a long time, and so I got my sawzall. And I want to tell you, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Spirit of God can take things out that you can't get out yourself. In other words, the Spirit of God will come alongside of us, and, and instead of us showing acts of kindness, our nature will be, that we are a kind person. It's not just showing acts of kindness, but God doing a deep work within us and changing us until we are not that person <clears throat> that we used to be. I want to read some scripture uh, to you here this morning. Um, we talk about, uh, you know, seeds being planted in our life. We want good seeds to plant in our life. Well, the Bible, it talks about not only the, the fruits of the Spirit, but it really also talks about the fruits of the flesh. In other words, both seeds 
have potential to grow, don't they? The fruit of the Spirit and the seeds that come from that and the flesh, they both have power to grow in our life. I want to I read in uh, Galatians, the, uh, the fifth chapter, and uh, beginning there with the 19th verse. It said, now the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, they're obvious. It's not hard to recognize them. The works of the flesh, they're not hard to recognize. And which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seduction, heresies, envying, murder, drunkenness, reveling, and such like are which I tell you before as I have also told you in the past. In other words, this isn't his first time to, 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 to give this message to those uh, in Galatia. Uh, but, but as I've told you in the past, I'll tell you again, they which do such things, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, this is serious business in the fact that God has to do an inner work in our life and God has to let his spirit empower us to where we have victory over the things that we deal with in life. I don't have to name them to you. You know where your battlegrounds are, don't you? Uh, none of us are, are exempt from that, are we? And, and, and so we find that here the Scripture is talking about the seeds <coughs> from the flesh that will try to take root in our life and do damage to our spiritual walk with God. And, and then I like to go, I'm doing my scripture, but I like to go then on from there to where it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. In other words, these seeds that are planted in our life, this is the kind of thing that they produce. In other words, if, if, if I want an apple, I go to an apple tree. Because that's the kind of, that tree, that's the kind of fruit that it produces. And, and I don't want them, but if I want, if I want thistles, I go to one of those plants that produce thistles. Uh, I remember when we were living in North Platte, we had a place there where the, there was some gravel in front of our house and the trucks would go by and those crazy Texas uh, thistles b began to grow along the side of our yard. And they were terrible. I didn't like what those plants produce, but I sure like what an apple tree produces. And so the, the, the kind of seed that we allow in our life will produce different types of fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit, in that 22nd verse there in the fifth chapter of Galatians, 
It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, that fruit produces love. In other words, it's not just that you, you try to show love, but you become the love of God in you, that that's who you are on the inside. And, and, and the fruit of that Spirit is joy, it's peace, it's forbearance, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. In other words, it's not keeping the law. That's just the kind of fruit you produce in your life. It's not legalistic because that is man effort. Even though there are some laws that we have laid for ourselves. And I want to go back because as I have been reading this scripture, there was a word that stood out to me and I... I've struggled with it, and I've read it, and I've reread it uh, this last week. It says here in the, in the NIV, it says the fruit of the Spirit of peace, and then it says forbearance. Now, in the, in the New King James, instead of using the word forbearance, if I can find it, Instead of using the word, uh, I've got, uh, long, so thank you. I had a mind blank there, long suffering. It says long suffering, long suffering and forbearance. And, and I, I'm reminded of the fact that, that all of the workings of God have got to work inside of us to produce the kind of fruit that God wants to produce in our lives. I, I love the Word of God because of the fact that I find grace because God knows my heart. But I, I don't find in my life to where God looks away from my sin. Matter of fact, what God does is he brings my sin to place it in front of me. In life, if we have no change in our life, if we are not different than the person we used to be, then we are not going to have the peace that every man seeks for his life. I want to read in Matthew, the seventh chapter, beginning there with the 24th verse. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, 
and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I, I want to go back. I want to go back to the no shortcuts. The disciples, Jesus had hung on the cross. He had come forth from the grave. He had gone back to the Father. They were trying to figure life out. They were in a place that was called the upper room, and they were spending time with each other. I think in my mind, I can see them talking about everything that had happened while Jesus was here on the face of the earth and what, what, what had happened in their lives. And they were just talking about all of the things and what do we do now and where do we go from here and how, how do we carry on this ministry? And I think they were just talking among themselves like you would talk if you would have been there and Jesus was taken from you. And all of a sudden, because Jesus had promised this, all of a sudden God's Spirit just fell on those men. I mean, God's Spirit, it, it, it touched their spirit, and they felt stronger spiritually than they had ever felt. They, they had followed Jesus, and they did the best they knew how when they were walking with Him in the flesh, but they were weak because they were still with that carnal nature would pop up, that carnal nature that was in them. At times it would come to the surface. And, but, but, but here we find that God's Spirit just kind of fell on them. And I was thinking of us here today in this service. I, I really believe that what God wants is He just wants His Spirit to fall on every single one of us. What, what does He want to do when His Spirit falls? He wants to empower us. He, he wants to empower us for life. He, he wants us to be able to be strong against the schemes that the devil would have. He wants us to be strong against the schemes of the devil, the schemes, the things of this life that would come against us. He wants us to be strong. And we find that here on the day of Pentecost, God's Spirit just settled on these men and they became strong. Spiritually, they were giants. I, I really mean that. In other words, the things that were bigger than they were, that were in front of them, they shrunk and their spirit grew. I mean, how in the world were they going to carry on the ministry? And how were they going to be the person they wanted to be with Jesus not being there in the flesh? How in the world could that happen? And we find that the Spirit of God, it just, it just fell on them. And they become strong. And the obstacles, the things that the enemy had used against them, they begin to shrink. That's the miracle of Pentecost. I mean, their spirits, they became spiritual giants, spiritually. And I, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to over-illustrate that because they were weaklings before. There were times in all, in all of our lives when, when we are not the person we really want to be. And how, how, how can we gain the power that we can be what God wants us to be? It's only through the power of His Spirit. And I want to, I want to close with a prayer, but I want us to stand. Will you do that for me as we kind of bring this to a close? Lord, 
we, we recognize so clearly, we recognize so clearly that you're for us, you're not against us. In our weakness, you want to make us strong. In our struggles, you want to give us victory. And, and here this morning, I want to pray over every person that's here because there isn't one person here today that doesn't need the power of your spirit. We all need that spirit of God to empower us to where we can overcome the things that come against us. And our Father, as we pray here, I, I pray for each person, each family, each person that is here in this service, I pray, Lord, that your spirit will just come upon them in a, in, in a way, Lord, that they know that you're there. And I pray, God, that it won't just be some kind of an emotional feeling, but I pray, God, that your Spirit will come inside of each and every one of us here this morning until we can feel and we can know without a doubt that we have been baptized by your Spirit. And, Lord, that your Spirit has come to reside. And in the process of your Spirit coming to reside in us, we know, Lord, that there are things that you'll push out of our lives because you can't fill that space that's already filled with something else. But Father, we, we pray, we pray, we pray that your spirit will just come on not only in us and settle in us, but I pray, God, that the power of your spirit will push out, push out, push out those things, Lord, that are harmful to our personal walk. And we just thank you today that the promise that you gave the disciples is the same promise that we have today. And we feel your spirit and we make room for your spirit. In thy great name we pray. Amen and amen. You are dismissed.